I wish I'd been recording that because that, that was a good exasperated like, <laughs> holy fuck, that was, yeah, for sure. <sighs> hey, you know, at least now we get to have the fun side of the whole thing, right? Like now we get to just like tear it apart. At least I got to look at Drew Barrymore once in a while. Hey, Nicole Kidman looks really good in this movie too. So, I mean, I mean, she has to do something good in this movie. Oh God. She has she to do something period. She in doesn't this movie. fucking act, act it well yeah. in this movie. No, she's really not great in this movie, <laughs> but either way. Sleepwalking. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's pretty ugly. So, all right, well, let's get this show on the road, proverbially speaking, because yeah, I'm not fucking bandaid off. I'm not fucking moving that fast right now, so no <laughs> way. Uh, so welcome back, everybody. This, this is Dance Robot Dance, episode 206. Uh, that's a good start. We're having, <laughs> we're having a good start. So I'm Mark. I'm here with my buddy Tim. We are in various parts of Southern Ontario. I'm in St. Catharines. Tim is in Toronto yes. now, I assume. So I am, yes. Finally in our house and reunited with my wife and unpacking constantly. And yep. Yeah, that's going to go on for about a month uh, from my experience, it, my current experience. So at least, yeah. have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. So like you like guys are enjoying the new house. You may as well give us the update while we're. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, we're just kind of gradually getting settled in and we're both having to work and stuff too. Alicia had, uh, well, I had Canada Day off and then Alicia had the Friday before July 4th off. So got some shit done there. And like right now, a lot of it is like, Hey, we don't have a microwave. We don't have a functional the dishwasher that was left in this house is almost as old as I am. And I don't want to turn it on. It's like yeah. almost 40 years old. And I'm just like, no, nope, we're just going to get a new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So let's just wait for deliveries and stuff. Good times. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's get into the news. Cause there's like, we got to do like depressing news and then we can kind of move on from there. So first yeah. of all, I don't know, you probably didn't see this because it was all gaming news, but like here, I'm just going to do this real quick. So Last of Us 2 came out and we talked about it and I still haven't played it. And I've already been kind of spoiled because of donkey fucking shit heels that, you know, on Twitter and shit. But that's not the point. The point is that one of the voice actresses who voices a character in whatever. So like does a thing in the game that people are angry about. And so as a result, she's been getting death threats on Twitter. So if you are so upset, about a video game that you are going to send death threats to the woman who's voicing this character. Jesus. Why don't, instead of doing that, you kill yourself? Because you're kind of fucking up the society we're working on here. And like, yeah, probably shouldn't say it that way, but like... No, no, that's fair. It's a mom and her daughter. Like, he's threatening... Like, people are threatening her daughter and her kid. And I'm like, you know what? You're a mess in the fucking whatever the gene pool you're a pox on us all just end it and get the fuck out of the way so the rest of us can have star trek times because you're <laughs> holding us back yeah fuck seriously so if you really want to bitch at me i'm at i'm on twitter at m underscore willette you can find it <laughs> everywhere i'm on instagram at an mt underscore willette you can come you want to come bully somebody about bullshit tell me my art sucks don't go tell little girls that you're gonna kill their kids because whatever I'll threaten you back. I'm six foot five and 300 pounds. That's about the, like the probably weight disparity between you and her. I will threaten you back. How does that sound? Does that be more fun? Cause just shut the fuck up. Cause I hate yeah. seeing these stories all the time because then I gotta, now I gotta talk about this Ray Fisher, Joss Whedon horse shit. And yeah. I don't want to talk about this crap all the time. This is fucking exhausting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stop being assholes. Yeah. You're making us all look bad. <laughs> Either way. 
So now... And that goes for you too, Joss, apparently. Yeah, apparently it goes for Joss Whedon too, because Ray Fisher has come out and alleged that Joss was super unprofessional on the set. And then the best part was the story came out like immediately after that Gal Gadot didn't want to do the boob shot and he tried to force her to do it and then ended up doing it with her stunt double because she said no and I mean at that point she's Gal Gadot I could tell Joss Whedon to go fuck herself so or fuck himself that's gross we should we should clarify we're talking about Justice League yes Justice League and and Ray Fisher was the actor that played uh that played Cyborg. Cyborg and uh yeah and yeah, he's had some. He's been pretty vocal about not being very happy with Joss's per- performance on like the reshoots that they did to clean up that movie. So, uh. yeah. So yeah. So like, I'm done with the Joss Whedon shit. I almost want to go like go delete Buffy episodes of the podcast and shit because I'm so fucking annoyed because I probably said I liked his writing, yeah. and I did. But like, now I hope he just fucking dies in a car fire. Yeah. So I don't really know where I'm at with this at this point. <laughs> it's going to be fun watching those DC movies going forward. Cause like Jeff Johns got named heavily in this. Like I'm in a real DC can go fuck itself moment right now because of like Jeff Johns was on set and enabled all this apparently. And I was like, well, that's too bad. Cause he's basically like in charge of DC now and probably shouldn't be in shit. So that's cool. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, it's real unfortunate that and I mean, a a lot of it's coming out now because black actors in particular are being very vocal about like, all right, fuck this. I'm not going to be quiet any longer. Like I've been in some shitty situations on set and here's an example kind of thing. And so this being another and I mean, you know, we already knew that Joss had problematic, you know, had, had issues with women. And now we're starting to find that he's maybe treating black actors not very well on sets and, and, and female actor actresses as well. So, yeah, <sighs> this actually kind of makes me want to see the Snyder cut now so I can like watch a version of Justice League that Joss had fucking nothing to do with. Yeah, actually, I'm kind of looking forward to that, too, at this point. So at least this way I can be like, you know what? I don't like Zack Snyder particularly, but like at the very least, I don't have to deal with the Joss whedon of any of this shit. Yeah. It's real going to be real hard watching those first two Avengers movies again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. those are movies I like a fucking lot, too. So that's annoying to me. Um, like Buffy and Firefly and all that kind of stuff, notwithstanding. But like my Avengers yeah. movies are right there. So last stupid idiot thing for the week. And this is super minor, but I just kind of want to say it because we talk about the CW shows all the time. Dean Kane, who was Superman once, fuck, decided that he was one of these anti-mask idiots. And then I'm like, so I got blocked by him on Twitter this week because I actually legit like went at him because I was like, you're a fucking stain on the fucking legacy of the character that you that made you famous you piece of shit and he blocked me for that so i was fucking happy with that <laughs> but like <laughs> well done <laughs> so i don't know what i became a twitter troll but i don't know and i was just upset this week i'm like i'm fucking over this shit stop being fucking idiots i fucking hate that like because i like he was a good fucking superman too like he did a, he you know but he's just shows a fucking in. mess like i can't say anything good about that show no there's there makes smallville look like fucking there's some garbage on that fucking you know show. what i mean but so. like and now he's also started like, I mean, he's going on the whole like circuit. Cause I think I saw this week too, that time published something about like how we need to take a closer look at uh, superheroes and how they're, you know, inevitably tied to authority figures and with everything going on with the police in the U S right now, like maybe we need to reexamine that a little bit and fucking fair. And yeah. Dean Kane was like, 
just fucking went off on like Fox News or some bullshit about like how, you know, you can't even say truth, justice in the American way anymore. And then Tom King came after him on Twitter. Oh, man. Tom King is my fucking hero this week. I yeah. was who's like, he better not be, if he gets me too, too, I'm going to be super pissed because like, yeah. I like Tom King a lot this week. <laughs> who's, so. Who is like a former CIA agent and yeah. pointed out to Dean Kane that he had used truth, justice in the American way in a Superman comic last year. And got no black yeah. for it. So yeah. fuck right off, Dean Kane. I saw it in a Superman comic like two weeks ago or some shit yeah. like that. I was I was reading. Like it comes up all the time. Yeah. The point is that like Superman, who is Kryptonian, and a god walking amongst us, if he thought him wearing a mask would get other fuckers to wear a mask, would wear a mask because he's Superman, and he's that's the point of the characters to be right. the ideal, t- like the weak are taken and- care of by the strong kind of thing. That's the that's the whole fucking point of the character. And fucking, and fucking embodies like American, you know, traditional American ideals of like opportunity <laughs> and shit like that way more than fucking Dean Kane or any anti mask wearing asshole or goddamn. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, not that I really like particularly like Dean Kane to begin with because fuck you, Dean Kane, but like. <laughs> At that point, I was just like, oh, you're an idiot. Anyway, so let's hey. talk about some fun shit. Because hey, Not before. Fun. There's shit going on on your side of the street, too, because Anthony Mackie started calling out Marvel oh, yeah. for having like complete lack of diversity on the production teams in the MCU. I did, yeah. I have that. It's with like my next one down. Yeah, with everything except basically uh, Black Panther. And yeah. fucking fair. You know, yeah, when, Captain, when Captain America is calling you out for lack of diversity, you'd better fucking, stand, you know, take a close look. Agreed. No, I'm, like, I'm right there with you on that one, too, because I, I saw that. and I was just like, holy shit. Like, just can everybody just stop being assholes? Yeah. The whole thing needs to come down, basically, I think is what it is. Just need to tear it down and then start from scratch. Because yep. fuck a duck. Anyway, lots of animated news <laughs> that we can talk about. Yeah. So first things first, and Paul should be here for this because he must be just so excited. I didn't know Lord Miller made Clone High, but apparently but Lord sense. Miller's it yeah, it totally that. does. It yeah. totally made sense once I saw that. But apparently Lord Miller's uh, Clone High is returning, which is like it's like eighteen years later it's coming back or something like that, yeah. right? Like it was like two thousand two, two thousand three was its initial run. Yeah, it ran for one season, uh, which I think I have a box set of in my collection of shit that Paul and I kind of had here so um, i could watch it again i've only seen it once i was not like my thing but like i know people are just extremely excited about this so christy's real pumped for it too yeah and for any of our listeners that don't like those names the lord and miller are just kind of all over the place right now but uh they were the directors of the lego movie um producers of into the spider verse like yeah. they've been all over and uh like some great animated stuff the past like i mean basically since clone high Pretty yeah. much. That was one of their very early projects. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's cool. And I'm excited that they're getting to go back. And I guess it's probably something they wanted to do. And now they've got the clout to be like, hey, we want to do this fucking thing again. Yeah. So, like, passion like, let's have at it. Kind of- yeah. So, that's cool. All right. So, yeah, we were talking about Clone High. So, yeah, the next one. And then, like, now another iconic animated show is coming back. Or actually, and I'll say actually iconic animated show. Because when I saw this, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Beavis yeah. and Butthead is coming back. Again, another, they're getting another like reboot. Or not re- not reboot, like refresh, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I'm like, I mean, I remember watching Beavis and Butthead when I was a kid because it felt edgy. And like, I didn't remember ever necessarily liking it. But it just was one of those things that was just on 
all the time, right? So yeah, and everybody was always talking about it. So and also like I'm a big Mike Judge fan. Like I never would have thought like after Beavis and Butthead, I'd be like, oh yeah, I really like that guy a lot. But like he does all kinds of awesome shit. Like he does Silicon Valley. He did, I mean, the Office Space. Uh, what's what's the thing he's working on right now that's fucking awesome? Mike Judge. Oh shit. What is the I other thing? He just finished something like amazing that I really liked. I think so. Maybe that was Silicon Valley. Is that what I was thinking of? But there's something else I thought he did that uh, I was like, I am a big fan of that. Tales from the Tour Bus. Uh, I think you no. watched. Didn't you say you watched that? I did, but it wasn't that. Maybe it was fine. Yeah, Silicon Valley was his most recent thing besides that. But yeah, no, like he's he just seems to have done his own thing. I just kind of appreciate the way he's done business so far. You know what I mean? Like he just kind of was like, I can just go do this stuff with my friends over here because he's an Austin, Texas guy, right? Like he never he just brings everybody to Austin to do all this stuff yeah. for the most part. But either way, like he's just doing his own thing and everything he does, I end up liking at some point. Like I watched King of the Hill for a little while. I watched a ton of Beavis and Butthead. Silicon Valley was one of my favorite shows while it was yeah, on. I, still, I think it's I still done need now. to watch Silicon Valley. Yeah, it's over now. I need to go back and yeah. watch that. Yeah. But one well, the other thing with these two, both of these are coming back to MTV. So yes. uh, Clone High was originally Comedy Central, but it's MTV that's gonna air the the reboot. Yeah. And then these Beavis and Butthead have always been fucking MTV. So Yeah, for sure. So MTV is going hard after new new animated shows, it seems. There was a story actually this week about what an exec from Sony saying that they're going like hard into PG and R-rated animation because it, that's the only thing they can really produce at this point. I was going to say, yeah, absolutely. You know, they can't they can't do a whole lot of in-person content, so now's the perfect time for just to get fucking people in a sound studio on their own. Don't even need to fucking you know touch the any other person or anything like that, and just record a bunch of lines. It's like my time has finally come. Like, there's no excuse for me as an illustrator to not get hired to do entertainment work now. You know what I mean? Your your time as an animator and Christy's time as a voice actor. Like, those be coming very soon because, like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, there's just so much stuff coming up. Because, like, uh, sorry. So, the next story I had up uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, which um, we've been kind of talking like haphazardly about as the Mm. story comes up. But, like, it's going to be actually coming out on uh, August 6th. Mm -hmm. So, like, that animated Star Trek show that we've all been kind of dreading, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I like know, it whatever. looks, it looks like it's going to be sort of Rick and Morty ish. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of how it's how much they, they go down that route. Like if they yeah. just try and ape Rick and Morty, it's going to be bad. If they yeah. try and grab a little bit of that lightning and then do it, do their own thing with it. I think it could be yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, so I, I am a little concerned about this show. I really don't like the ship design already, but like that's just becoming like my fucking anthem. <laughs> whenever they do new Star Trek stuff, like every time they show me a ship, I'm like, well, well, all right, I guess <laughs> that's fine. And the last one that I had, it's like because just animated stuff. Everything's getting rebooted now. Ninja Turtles is coming back, but this time yeah. with Seth Rogen and uh, that Evan guy who he always works with. I haven't watched any Evan Goldberg. Yeah, I haven't watched anything Ninja Turtles since like the 90s, so this means nothing to me. I pop in and out every once in a while, but when I saw Seth Rogen's name was attached to it, I thought that was a little more interesting than just like another Ninja Turtles reboot on Nickelodeon, because that happens every 10 years. Usually they don't bring in like relatively big name Hollywood talent to do Ninja Turtles reboots, but yeah, I'll take it because why not? Whatever. That's all they're going to be doing, man. That's all we're going to get for the next couple of years is <laughs> cartoons and shit, so... Yeah. Better get on board. <laughs> yeah, and shit that was already in the can. Yeah, if it wasn't in the can, or like you can't, they can't like do a CG show based yeah. on it. Like, 
yeah, I think I think that's basically going to be like the next two years of entertainment. So unless you're really into like watching Zoom calls between actors, which like <laughs> is like, fine, like that fucking Queeby uh, Princess Bride adaptation. Oh my god, I was, <laughs> I was thinking more like, did you see the like they've been doing all those reunited apart things, but they yeah. did like a mock one where like Hugh Jackman and some of the X Men. I haven't watched it yet, but I yeah, saw it. Yeah. it. Uh, and, and Ryan Reynolds it's, crashes. Ryan it. Reynolds crashes it. It's fucking funny actually, because like everybody just bails <laughs> super fast, <laughs> and then it ends up becoming a reunion for another movie. But I'll, I won't spoil it for you because the the little cameo at the end is fucking awesome. So like that was all the news I had for this week. I couldn't do any more of this depressing shit. So if you have anything <laughs> else you want to bring up, I'm gonna mute you while you talk. <laughs> Uh, There was one other depressing piece, and it's not really nerdy, but I feel like it's worth mentioning because uh, Carl Reiner passed away and was like a fucking like just titan of comedic film and television uh, over his lifetime. He was like in his late 90s and so had had a good long fucking life. But like some of the stuff he was responsible for was uh, he was a co-director and writer on a bunch of Steve Martin's early movies like The Jerk, which is just a fucking like... Yeah, that's still a funny movie man. comedy <laughs> yeah. stuff like i mean he was in the oceans movies i mean he had like a relatively small part in those movies but i have the soft spot in my heart for those movies you're talking of- about the original sinatra oceans movies not the <laughs> no no the clooney ones was he in the clooney ones yeah he played he played that. saul bloom he was he was like sort of just like a a screen kind of thing like oh, he would okay. he, he would go in places and like you know play the like decrepit old man or something like that to Fair sort enough. of okay yeah. he was yeah. heavily involved with mel brooks is where i kind of like oh, yeah. came into the reiner family so yeah. like yeah he was a big like proponent of mel brooks's stuff and mel brooks was like his best friend and shit and mel brooks made my favorite comedies of all time so yeah that's basically yeah but i mean you know his career goes back to the 50s and 60s where he played yeah. on like he was, uh okay. sid caesar show and like dick van dyke show and mary tyler moore and and... yeah all like all those fucking classic uh movies and uh yeah so like and and i mean he just would always pop up and really awesome little cameos and shit like that as well. So, uh, and then obviously father of Rob Reiner, who's a massive director in his own right as well. So, yeah. Also like hilarious on Twitter really hates Trump. Like really Rob hates Reiner. Trump. Yeah. Oh my God. You should see his <laughs> tweets. They're fucking hilarious. <laughs> All right, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. We I want to talk about like, not awesome. What the fuck am I talking about? But like, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. it sucks that he's gone, but like, yeah, he, he had a hell of a life. So oh, yeah. like, massive career. Good for him. The other ones, this doesn't do much for me because I'm not a big gamer, but they're making a Fallout TV show. It's Jonathan, oh, Nolan, yeah. Jonathan Nolan and Lisa yes. Joy, who are uh, Jonathan Nolan being uh, Chris Nolan's brother. And basically, the uh, him and Lisa Joy are the ones that are behind Westworld. So that's interesting. Yeah, we'll see how that uh, that all pans out. I'm, uh, I mean, it's probably like five years away at this point, or it's going to yeah. be all CG. So exactly. <laughs> I gotta, yeah. Cool. Uh, All right. And then the other big one is Marvel got the rights back to Alien and Predator comics. Oh, yeah. See, that was funny because I had that opened up at the beginning of the week <laughs> as like a story. I'm like, oh, I should talk about that in the podcast. And then like all this other stuff happened. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did put there that in my notes. Other stuff, but yeah, I mean, Dark Horse has had those rights for ages and ages and ages. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have and... a bunch of those. Those were wall books back in the day. You know what I mean? People were yeah. like excited to have those and shit because they were like 20. They'd be like 25, $50 books and stuff. I've got, I've a, got a couple some of them. the DC crossovers that I think. Yeah. Uh, Dark Horse published like the Superman aliens and yep. like the Batman alien books. I have I have the Batman alien ones for sure. So yeah. somewhere yeah. probably I might have them in a trade though. I think they, they released a trade with both series in them or something like that. Yeah. So I picked that up. 
So, I mean, it's not surprising considering they're Fox properties and I'm sure no. Marvel's just trying to consolidate all of those under one banner. They let the license run out at that point. And I think that, that well, they didn't renew the license because why would you farm it out, license it out to another comic book house when you have a comic book house in-house in Marvel, right? So in Marvel, that's what happened with Star Wars, right? So this is one of those concerns about having all these massive properties under one umbrella, though, is it's like very limited. Uh, yeah, ability to touch those them. properties and what you can do with them at that point but you know yeah. whatever make new shit at this point so there you go yeah let's move on let's do geek of the week geek of the week i'm gonna relish that lonely lonely sting for a second just... <laughs> i like that that's good you know our listeners right. can fill in the blank there fill in the second part of the sting yeah there it is all <laughs> right so uh tim tell me what the nerdiest thing you did this week was well, as we talked about earlier, I just moved into our house, so uh, it's been a lot of the nerdy parts of, of moving, uh, you know, oh, unpack, unpacking nerdy yeah. shit kind of thing, like yeah. uh, get, getting getting my rig, my computer all set up, and we one of the things that we prioritized unpacking were uh, our swords, so that we can make sure that none of them had been, like, you know, damaged in the move or anything like that, because, like, a couple of those, like, in particular, the one I got Alicia for her 30th birthday are, like, worth a pretty penny, so we wanted to make sure that they weren't like fucked up or anything. So, yeah, that's exciting. Like, yeah. And it's cool. You know, it's, it's going to be fun, like to kind of start figuring out new homes for stuff because we've yeah, got yeah. a lot more space in this house. than we had in the last one, we've got a whole basement now that we didn't have before. So, you know, figuring out like fun ways to display shit and that kind of thing. Yeah. But like, are you even going to be able to use the basement when it's fucking stacked from like Florida rafters <laughs> with comic book lawn boxes? In theory, that's probably, that's, we're pretty sure that's where like the entertainment center and everything is going to end up. Well, it will so, be nicely sound insulated at the very least. Paper is great for, you know, true. killing sound yeah, deadening. Insulating. Yeah. Sound deadening. Yeah, so you can listen to so. shit nice and loud without our neighbors complaining. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a drummer <laughs> trick for you. If you're, uh, you're curious about that, you got lots of books <laughs> around stack around your kit. It yeah. helps. <laughs> so cool. Mine was like, I was just pro wrestling bullshit this week, but like Chris Jericho, liked my drawing of him in a ridiculous Canada day jacket, which shows like, <laughs> The most Don Cherry-esque thing ever. They were basically, so AEW this week had a uh, the first of two, of like a basically they're giving away a pay-per-view. So they just put like a really good card on and gave it away for free on TV. So like championship matches and stuff like that. But like, yeah, Chris Jericho was on commentary and he came out in that fucking jacket. And that was my geek of the week was drawing him in that coat and then him clicking like on it and totally making my day this week. So <laughs> so what's his Canadian connection? Because he's, he's, he's from born? Winnipeg. Okay. He's from, it's yeah. a, it says he's born in New York. Uh, and while on Wikipedia, he might have been, but his like their family's from Winnipeg. He like grew, he grew he up grew in up Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah, and when he also he also came into wrestling basically through uh, Stampede Wrestling, so the the Hart family. Like, oh, okay. So Stu Hart like ran that school and stuff like that that Brett and Owen came out of. Yeah. And now like Nat- Natalia, I can't remember her last name. Nightheart currently in WWE is from that kind of family as well. Hmm. Um, she's George the Anvil Nightheart's daughter or something like that. But uh, yeah, he, he came in and was trained mostly by the hearts so he like out of winnipeg came in through calgary the calgary territory as they would have called it back then and then ended up in like smoky mountain or something like that like down in the states and off to wcw or what have you there you go but yeah so he him and uh there's a lot of canadian guys on the aw roster actually that there's a girl named Allie who's she calls herself the bunny on that show she's from hamilton i mean i knew the hearts were canadian yeah uh but there's another guy sean spears who's actually from niagara falls uh, and I actually, I knew, like, I didn't know him, but I knew of him 
back in the day like he was a, like he Man did in the same circles kind of thing or? well it was more like he did uh amateur wrestling shows around here and stuff like mm-hmm. that like amateur pro wrestling shows and stuff so like i would see his name every once in a while but then when he got like he moved to the states he kind of disappeared into the indie scene and then like reappeared in AEW, and i was like oh shit i know that name and like yeah he's on tv every wednesday night now too so which is kind of cool um and then like uh the other guy who's kind of a big name in AEW is kenny omega he's also from winnipeg and he was mm-hmm. kind of a, a new japan pro wrestling star who's come back now and is in AEW with Jericho, but yeah, Winnipeg, lots of Canadians in the pro wrestling scene, like, you know, Edge and Christian, they were Canadian. Canadian. One day we'll have to Maybe once we finish your Batman series or something, you can make Paul and I watch some AEW events or some shit. Yeah, maybe the next pay-per-view I'll I'll force you guys to watch somehow and we can do an episode about it or something like that because I've been spending a lot more time like watching it and whatever well, that's the only it's really because it's the only content that's actually active right now for better or for worse in spite yeah. of all the covid nonsense they're still doing shows so it's something to watch that's new every week so. i'd love to go back and watch some of those old ecw like tapes and shit like that too like mick foley and all that maybe maybe next time paul's away we should go i should i should go see if i can find a selection of some old ecw mm-hmm. bullshit and we should watch them to like yeah, maybe like I'm see if we could do like a, a simulcast kind of thing like we did for uh monty python and watch them together and then yeah <laughs> do an episode about them you can teach me i haven't seen a lot of that old ecw stuff in decades but like i mean i i, I used to go to those shows and stuff they used to do house shows in buffalo and niagara falls new oh, york yeah. me and my cousin used to go to all the time because like i knew like rob van dam like i met rob van dam and taz back in the day because they were just they just come out and hang out with everybody like hey will you guys want to buy us beer we'd be like yeah fuck sure why not <laughs> at this point <laughs> why not that's awesome yeah. That's cool. So yeah, that was Mikey Kluge's base. Just like there was a lot of pro wrestling stuff, and Chris Jericho clicked like on something on Instagram, and it totally made my day. So <laughs> you can go follow me, MT underscore Willette. Uh, good times, my followers. I'm almost at 500. I need to just like, I gotta break over the algorithm number. I gotta like break through the number kind of thing. Speaking so, of which, we should mention that we are at a uh, our fucking Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, Dancer Bot Dance Facebook page uh, surpassed a thousand likes this past week. So thank you for everybody, all all ten people that are listening to this that helped us get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your clicks count as well as much as those Asian folks who think we're a dance podcast. I don't yeah. know what the fuck who they think, think we are. I have no idea. <laughs> Who think that we are dancers, which we are definitely not. That we definitely are, not. Paul, we yes, are somehow a, a page dedicated to the robot dance, and who want us to teach them to do the <laughs> robot dance too, according to our private messages that Tim now handles because I can't deal with that shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Some interesting yeah. shit. All right, is, and and I, the weird thing is, it's like. <laughs> Yes, we like we promo our posts and stuff like that, but we only promo them in Canada. So I don't yeah. know how these guys find our fucking page. I don't. I've never understood it. when we started doing this. This is so fucking inside baseball. I'm sorry, guys, but fuck it. I'm, I might even leave this in too. Like, I, <laughs> whatever. But like, yeah, we get like the randomest like clicks on our Facebook group, and I'm like, we should just delete Facebook. Everybody should all just delete Facebook at this point. But. <laughs> We've noticed for like the first, especially the first year or two, like most of our likes would come from like Southeast Asia. We were like Indonesia's number one podcast like for Africa like Africa and shit like yeah. that. Like, and I was like, where are these people finding us? We're like three white people because it was like us, like us and Christy, right? But it was like like three white folks from Canada talking smack about fucking nerd bullshit, and these people think we're a dance thing i guess the name this is why i never liked this name because <laughs> I, mean? I was like this is not gonna actually track towards what we do but okay we could do this i guess fine let's see we, how this we works made it our own thing yes over the years over the years <laughs> anyway so it's meat of the episode time 
meat of the episode. Flashy neon bat meat. Oh, and how flashy and neon it is. <laughs> That's almost me getting involved with the sting right there, too. So there you go. My my eyes are still, like, sore from watching this fucking movie. I watched it in 4K with HDR, and Ugh. it was intense. Like, <laughs> intense. Like, it used to come with a warning. Like, you could damage your eyes. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Like, there's a lot of neon in this movie. So we are at Batman Forever in our journey through cinematic Batman nonsense uh this also is 19... known as the, the dark times yeah this is like <laughs> even though it's bright as fucking neon it is oh. the dark times these are like when i go back to these movies i'm like these are fucking depressing this is like four terrible fucking movies in a row with this character <laughs> i'm just like why am i upset by this so much oh <laughs> didn't get a good one till like we have to get wow well, mask of the phantasm we had mask of the phantasm yeah right like I was, that's why i made us watch that because it'd be like <laughs> A glowing beacon in the midst of me being just depressed. Just, just so we're not like fucking slicing our wrists. Yeah. By the time, it's like, oh, we gotta watch Batman Returns. And then we gotta go with like do Batman Forever. Let's take a break first. So yeah, this is 1995. Joel Schumacher, I guess rest in peace, because we were about to poop in your mouth for an hour. <laughs> well, at least he can't taste it. Yeah, well, he might have been into that. I heard he he was into some <laughs> fancy shit so yeah. i don't know is that is that the running theme of our podcast now two episodes in a row where we talk about eating shit i guess yeah hey man right there I, I mean that is a nice tie back to our pink flamingos episode that you can go <laughs> back and listen to us discuss that cinematic uh curiosity i guess happening. is the best way. yeah happening is a good <laughs> way to put that actually that's good so this movie uh stars val kilmer tommy lee jones nicole kidman which I would just like to point out is Tom Cruise, wife number one in this series of movies. So <laughs> Chris O'Donnell and Jim Carrey, along with Drew Barrymore, Pat Hingle returns along with Michael Koff, kind of tying things back to the Burton. Yeah, the only stuff. consistent yeah, thing yeah, that's along, consistent with the Burton movies. Along with the bat suit at the beginning is basically the only thing that kind of yeah. came along for the ride because it's not the tone or... No. There's not much else, really. It's, it, it is, this is a baffling... <laughs> so really tim you gotta give me the plot of this fucking monster <laughs> i mean i could totally do it but it's gonna take like 20 minutes so like take your time take your time i'm here for the so, ride because we're gonna be talking there's lots of shit to talk about yeah so two-face is just around just exists out of nowhere which is unfortunate because I like his backstory and we get very little of it, uh, but he's just around. And for some reason, his face is fucking like bright ass purple and pink. Well, first of all, this movie opens on a joke. Right what? on. Like, do you want do you want dinner before you leave? And he's like, I'll get drive through like from a Taco oh, Bell commercial. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it opens on yeah. a fucking joke. So like. You kind of know what you're getting into immediately with this movie, right? Like they're already like. I thought, oh, I thought you were talking about the close-up shots of of the bat suit, where you get like that that close-up fucking crotch shot. Yes. Well, I mean, that's that cup. I really, this is. I'm really upset that Paul's not here for this episode because there's a <laughs> lot of gay stuff that I want to talk oh, about we'll talk in these about movies, it. and like I just wanted him here for this. So like he he's gonna get real heat from me next time <laughs> I talk to him because like I what really is- want to. He's seeing his boyfriend for the first time in like three months or whatever, right? So he's like, he's he's in the throes of his own gay shit right now. I I get. Oh, all right, I, that's <laughs> enough of that talk for now. I'm fine. Either way, yeah. So this thing starts. I just this whole the whole the one thing I'd also like to point out is that so like that safe that Batman 
like swings back into the building. Oh fuck! Defying physics. Yeah. Obviously, he's improved his gadgetry since the first movie, where 108 pounds of Kim Basinger stymied him too much. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so yeah. So the yeah Two Face does this like bank heist that ends up being a Batman 66 style trap where there's the where the fucking vault like fills up with boiling acid i'm not sure how they kept the acid boiling in the sides of the fucking vault it Uh, starts fast though right like it's dutch tilts from like the fucking the second go like it was making me like not like subtle either it's like here here's a 30 to 45 degree angle oh my god it will make you feel physically ill yeah the first shot of other is like completely angled yeah. it's insane and so. every other shot in the movie is shot at an angle like that mm-hmm. <laughs> like for every shot that you get that shot straight the next one is like fucking tilted way out to the side it's so apparent that joel schumacher when they were like hey do you want to make a batman movie he just went like he was like oh i know batman like biff bam boom right like adam west <laughs> and that was it yeah so yeah that happens and then we go to wayne enterprises where uh edward nigma works there which has never fucking happened in the comics but fine fair like these these movies always do this where it's like the smallest possible universe you can possibly have the joker killed batman's parents Oswald, fucking Oswald and Bruce know each other from childhood or whatever. Actually, they didn't yeah. actually do that in this so much, but yeah, I mean, they could have very well. And then this stuff where it's like, yeah, again, he works for Bruce because yeah, he's got no this, other companies. He's got this idea about like beaming TV into people's brains and that's <sighs> going to be the next big thing. And Bruce is like, no, that's a bad idea. We shouldn't like manipulate people's brain waves, which fair. And then Nigma is yeah. like, oh god, unreasonable. Why do you think that I shouldn't be able to manipulate people's brainwaves? And goes off the goddamn deep end and like tries to or kills his boss, tries to make it look like an accident, but kills his boss after figuring out that like if he drains or plugs his thing into people, he can get their brain power. This is like this is the daffiest sixties Batman. Put this, shit you put this it's, stupid fucking blender thing on their head. Yeah, and, and then, it's a blender. It's for sure a blender too. <laughs> like it's definitely a blender with like it's basically got styrofoam peanuts in it. Like you know, I, mean? I don't like what does that fucking do? Beads or some shit. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is that doing? Yeah. I don't understand. Anyway, and then there's also this like real forced romance that's kicking around in the background between Chase Meridian, the worst fucking bat romance ever. Oh. Just, just terrible. No chemistry whatsoever between them, and she's like another fucking psychoanalyst for Bruce. Yeah, like he's only able to fall in love with or be loved by people who are like study psychopaths, basically, because like a normal person can't love, like fall in love with Bruce Wayne because he's crazy. Yeah, the movie's really like leaning into this shit. It's kind of funny, indeed. And like they're going after the whole like dichotomy of his personality and God. Not suddenly. They set up a Superman triangle for him for no reason. Also, where it's like she's in love with Batman, but yeah. he wants her to like him for Bruce Wayne. It's like, oh Jesus! When like, they just did in fucking Batman Returns too. Yes. Also, yeah. I mean, but like, <laughs> I, why, they have to keep taking Superman shit, <laughs> like putting it in my <laughs> Batman stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and then uh, they go to the circus because we'd have to have another fucking circus. This time we have to have a circus because we're introducing Dick Grayson, the worst Dick Grayson that ever existed. 
fucking 32 year old dick grayson like none of this no i, hate... I looked it up he's 24 how does it fucking matter he looks like he's 30 it yeah. he, it's fucking terrible like he acts this like is... he's like 12 oh except that he's God. except that he's riding a motorcycle he acts like a petulant 16 year old in a 38 year old's body yeah and like it none of it works like he has no chemistry with Val Kilmer. Like Val Kilmer looks, you can almost see the fucking loathing in Val Kilmer's eyes when they're doing scenes <laughs> together. He's like, I don't want to. This kid sucks. This is terrible. supposed to be a little boy, and I'm talking to a 25 year old gay hustler with a fucking. <laughs> no, no, no. He's got he's got his oh, earring in the sorry. left ear. So like, sorry. definitely no homo, Mark. Because yeah. <laughs> the earring's in the left ear. Well, he it's kisses like, a girl out of the way to show like totally no. Yeah, they go out of their way in this movie way too hard to do the no homo thing. Except for the part where Val Kilmer <laughs> definitely looks down at Robin's package. <laughs> There's that I when, mean, he, when he sees him in in, the, in his Robin uh, like armor for the first time, and the Robin armor has a huge fucking package on it. Yeah, Robin's fucking like built. You know what I mean? Like he's fucking packing heat. I don't. <laughs> this movie's baffling. I don't know. <laughs> and it's like. So they go hard on the Chase Meridian thing to show that Bruce might like girls or like might be interested in women. And then also, like every time you see Chris O'Donnell in a scene, he's like he's either stealing a kiss from the girl. He kind of I mean, that girl was going to die eventually. Like after they kicked the shit out of him and killed him. Yeah, they were going to go get that girl back. Yeah. So like, I don't know what the fuck he did. Thank God Batman showed up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like in the the stupid dance scene at the end, they see. (laughs) When he pops into the sh- into the shot, he's holding onto a girl. So it's just like, was it is the implication supposed to be that that he was making out with her, and that's what he was doing at this party? So like, no homo, real hard, right? All right, yeah. it's fine, real anyway. hard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're at the at the circus, and uh, Two Face comes in because again, this is the smallest fucking universe ever. And Two Face and his thugs, all dressed in neon ass fucking clothes, kill. Uh, the this neon races. on their guns. I like, hate it. I hated that so much. Fucking batter, <laughs> like your battery powered guns. Why are we doing this? Like, why is as a design choice? What is happening here to this world? I don't. No, you. Know, I mean, anytime and they're they, all like gimp masks. Like they're all like gimp masks. You know? <laughs> like this is Joel Schumacher. Know, there's a lot on display in this movie. Is when all you're I'm trying to a, say. when you're a thug and you know you're you're trying to commit crimes, you want people to know that you're coming, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you want people to right. Be able red fucking neon miles away right red neon yeah exactly you don't want the element of surprise right (laughs) you want people to be to be very warned that you're on the way from your bright from your fucking neon red tommy guns between that and the fact that like that's all batman does is basically run away from two-face this entire movie (laughs) is so fucking frustrating anyway yeah so yeah two-face tries to bomb the fucking circus and dick grayson gets the bomb out of the tent while Two-Face and his thugs kill his entire family. And then we get fucking angsty Dick Grayson for the rest of the movie. Dick comes home with Bruce, and Bruce, like, entices him to stay with motorcycles. Okay, my first question is, why is he even there in the first place? This guy is 38 years old. Why does he need to be (laughs) in protective custody? I think we're supposed to believe he's, like... 17 18 something like that fuck, fuck that chris o'donnell looks like he's 42 in this movie it's <laughs> insane so it's like two grandpas talking to each other about this shit <laughs> now kilmer looks younger than chris o'donnell in this movie you know what i mean like it's like when, when you're looking at michael Koff and chris o'donnell you're like wait which one's playing robin because like <laughs> equivalent ages at this point it's yeah. supposed to be like a 12 year old boy like 
all of this works better. And I know it's creepy to say, but like it works better when there's a kid involved at the early stages. Cause at least then it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Phrasing. I don't know. Phrasing. Phrasing. There's a lot of phrasing going on. I get it. <laughs> But it's a more, uh, I don't even know what the picture is. It's just a better image overall. Not like that way. <laughs> you know what? I'm done. Let's just move on from this. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, yeah. I just want to say he's 38 and it's just really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nigma decides I'm going to become a supervillain because just for fun, just to, to get back at Bruce Wayne, basically. Well, he's got to get back at Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. And so he decides the best way to do that is by becoming a supervillain. Then he has this whole really fucking cringy scene where he's trying to pick his costume and it's basically they just like got Jim Carrey on set and said like just be Ace Ventura but in a Batman movie. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then Enigma comes up with this huge scheme to like, you know, sell these devices that beam TV into your head and there's this whole ham-fisted fucking like fucking after school special thing being like TV make you dumb make you zombie and shit like that and- um I'd also just I want to ask you a, a technical question about this movie what is the timeline of all this happening because it feels like it's supposed to happen over like a couple days while Dick is moving in with Bruce but how long would it take to manufacture distribute and sell all of those boxes probably longer Months. than a couple of days yeah. so like what the fuck is going on <laughs> I think that's anyway. the least of our problems logistically with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, Nigma has this party. Well, that basically Nigma and Two Face team up just for no fucking reason whatsoever. Nigma goes over to Two Face's house, which is split into like some comically, like basically something straight the fuck out of Batman sixty six again. Absolutely, that whole scene is it's the scene between Catmoon and Penguin filtered through Bill Dozier. You know what I mean? No, no disgusting smutty sex talk. They they're not even interested in the two ridiculously attractive women in like latex or lingerie that are right yeah. standing right there. They're way more interested in each other. Yeah, and Drew Barrymore just looks fucking amazing in this movie. Oh my Let me god! Go ahead and say that. Oh my god! Yeah. So yeah. these are, she's uh, playing. They're they're two sugar and spice. Sugar and spice. Yeah. Two Face has these like two assistants. One is like the, the sort of angel on his shoulder, except not really, and the other is like the devil on his shoulder, or whatever. It's like it's like Two Face Harley Quinn, basically, is yeah, kind of what it is. Pretty much. Um, just with like no personality. I think each of them get one line each in this movie. No, no, because uh, Drew Barrymore especially has some shit to do. Like, because at the ball, she's got the extra like thing i mean she does stuff but i'm saying but i'm saying like in terms of actually having a one line the only line i remember her saying now that i'm thinking back on the movie is her giving bruce the escort line of like you can call me whatever you want or whatever and i was like she's got a couple more in that that earlier scene too okay fair enough yeah oh yeah that's right because they're like trying to feed him never mind okay fair enough yeah Yeah. either way but yeah this scene's this is like this is right out of the 66 batman like this is almost exactly the same scene we just talked about in that 66 movie when they all get together and talk yeah. about their plan. You know what I mean? It's daffy as fuck. So, yeah. and again, in the background, there's this stupid fucking love triangle going on between Bruce and chase and Batman and chase is going back and forth. Like, do I like Bruce? Do I love Batman? I don't know. They're the same person, but eventually I figure it out. Like exactly yeah. the fucking same as Catwoman yeah. in the last goddamn movie. Yeah. And then the Riddler has this scheme. Well, the Riddler and Two-Face get together and then like they kidnap 
Chase and Well, they Robin. do. See, I that sequence should be super cool where they're invading Wayne Manor. They know he's Bruce Wayne and stuff like that. But it's, it's like this movie does nothing with that idea at all. Yeah. They just kidnap the two people and yeah. then like taunt Batman to come get yeah. them. I'm like, it should be like violation of his inner yeah. sanctum or whatever, except for the fucking stupid part where like Alfred's just like, oh, there's trick or treaters. And it's probably <laughs> not fucking Halloween. Also, I would just like to point out the security at Wayne Manor in this movie is bafflingly bad. Like, well, he could have dropped a bomb on that gate at the very beginning of the movie and killed everybody. And like, none of this would have had to have happened. He could have just <laughs> killed Bruce Wayne. And like not not have to do any of this nonsense, but like instead we got to play this like four hundred hour ridiculous, <sighs> and that's like, the, the like, riddles and stuff. Like, well, and that's just it, right? Like it's fucking overly elaborate, you know, fucking traps and devices and shit like that. Again, straight the fuck out of Batman yeah, sixty six. It's, it's like it's crazy how quickly they reverted from like Danny DeVito sex talk to like <laughs> oh shit, just make it safe and do the Batman that everybody liked from the sixties again, basically. Oh, we'll talk about. Well, exactly why they did that because it's very clear oh yeah and yeah then there's this whole big fight between the, the three of them or whatever and batman has to choose between saving meridian or cha- saving chase and saving robin and of course he's batman so he does both yeah and then in the with the worst fucking special effects i've ever seen in a movie in any time <laughs> Jim Carrey, like the Riddler, has too much like intelligence downloaded into his brain, and it turns his head into a funhouse mirror for some fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, he kind of comes out looking like the leader from Hulk. You know what I mean? So, or or the Elephant Man, somewhere in between. Sure, somewhere between. Or, yeah, or that that deformed dude from Mask. Yes, yes. Somewhere Eric Stoltz is that yeah. Eric Stoltz? That's, That's his name, right? Yeah. Yep. And then Two Face falls to his death. Apparently, after and... they make like a big fucking fuss about Dick not killing Two Face, Bruce just kills Two Face, yeah. right? Like, well, well, I mean, like in inadvertently yeah, at least. So, in like, this case, he's responsible. He starts for it. monologuing about him being a good friend. He would have just batarangd him and like tied him up. It, like this is like real Batman shit. Like, like again, just dumb, dumb. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, and then we do see Arkham Asylum. We do see a bit of Arkham Asylum, and then Chase and Bruce live happily ever after because this is the one couple that I don't fucking give a shit about in like Batman's history ever, and they're the fucking ones that get the happy yeah. ending. Yep. And oh god. So let's let's just start off real high level. What did you like about this movie? Because this is gonna be like this is gonna take five minutes. <sighs> First of all, I will say um, the 4K transfer looks quite nice and is nicely mixed for surround sound. But I mean, the movie came out in 1995, so it should sound decent. And they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars on it, so it should look and sound okay. It does. Yeah, all, all those fucking Looney Tunes oh. sound effects come out ringing. Oh my god, you have no idea. All this shit. And it's all in the surround <laughs> channels, so it's like right in your head, too. It's a lot. Like, a lot. It is crazy. <laughs> What else? Did I, I mean, the scores, the score is pretty, pretty good. I like it's, the uh, Elliot Goldenthal, yeah. I think, who did the score for this once. Yeah. And he's drawing heavily on the Elfman yeah. score. Like he does his own thing with it, but it's got a lot of those. It's just like a, it's a much bigger, brassier sounding score than like what they were doing before. The other ones are a little bit more somber. This is a yeah. little bit more like less whimsical. This is more, this epic, is more like, you know? yeah, it's more of a March kind of feel like there's a Batman March kind of like a Raiders or Superman March kind of thing, which is not really what that elfman score ever really did yeah i'd like in my head the idea of a goth like a cheap shitty gotham 
bathe in crappy neon lights and stuff like that works for me. I just not this version of it. No. Like this, no, none of this not. works properly. This looks like we're on the set of the Wiz again, and as opposed when we should really be in Blade Runner. Like that's that's the neon drenched aesthetic that I'm going for for Batman. Not yeah. not this mess. Yeah. So I know the. It, going back to the like music and stuff, the soundtrack has a couple of good fucking songs hey, on it. That like, U2 this, song I, I like smaller, the U2 yeah, track. That U2 song. I, lo- I love Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. It's a great fucking U2 song. And I mean, love it or hate it, this is where Kiss from a Rose comes from. Oh, yeah. From. I remember. You know, that legend. If, if we don't have this movie, we don't get uh, <laughs> Joe McHale and the Dean singing uh, Kiss from yeah. a Rose. Oh, Jim Rash, you are just you're a national <laughs> treasure to a country that really doesn't matter anymore. So I guess whatever. Anyway, yeah. and I and I I genuinely think that Val Kilmer is a good Batman and a good. Bruce I actually Wayne. agree. I would much rather watch watch a if you just give me a generic Batman movie and say you can have Keaton or George Clooney or Val Kilmer, I would immediately say Val, Val Kilmer is always like an interesting actor. At least at least 90s yeah. Val Kilmer, not fucking 2010s yeah. Val Kilmer. I don't know, like I would take Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Val Kilmer and still put him in the bats. I mean, I don't know if I put him in the bat suit, <laughs> but like he's fucking awesome in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. No, Val Kilmer is my favorite of these three actors for sure. Yeah. In terms of potential. Yes, absolutely. Like he yeah he looks the part i don't hate him like he doesn't do anything crazy with the voice or anything like that i wish they gave him a better suit because that suit this suit's still problematic in terms of just him like even doing fight scenes you can see him fighting against this yeah it's pretty bad yeah like it's funny because like i like all these actors i except for chris fuck chris o'donnell i hate chris o'donnell but like i like all these actors they are all fucking horrible in this movie like i like nicole kidman yeah. she's just sleepwalking she's through this shit she's, she wants she yeah. looks amazing but like that's all she does unfortunately tommy lee jones tom he just came off the I, movie before he did this was the fugitive that he won a fucking academy award shit. for because it was such a nuanced and intense performance like and then he comes in this and he's just like wait i can do jack nicholson fuck yeah i'm going crazy and like that's what he does exactly the tommy lee jones one is the one that i'll kind of go to bat for i do think that it's an a decent two-face but it's he's, he's definitely pulling it's it's more of a joker than i was gonna say like ultimately. he only like it's a, it's a, pulls the harvey card like at the beginning and at the end if they had done that like go back to the harvey personality more i think like yeah. there's no point in this insane movie for them to it's a split personality yeah. joker basically yeah. is what it is and yeah it just doesn't doesn't no. work yeah because he goes to 11 like right at the beginning and he never comes back down yeah. from 11 till the end of the movie and it's it's intense exactly. yeah and that's the thing is is the most compelling part about two-face as a character for me is his origin mm-hmm. story is him starting out as a district attorney and this version relegates that backstory that really compelling backstory to a flashback on like a fucking 10 inch tv <laughs> well it was 1995 you know like two tv those things were heavy <laughs> even for batman so um, still but and i mean yeah jones is is playing two two face with a whole lot of nicholson's joker thrown in rather than like doing a more interesting subtle kind of villain he i think he was well aware of what movie he was in like from the jump so and then every fucking time they show two face in this movie, they show his like normal side yes. first, even even though we've already seen his scarred side, like after that f- very first reveal shot. But like 
Schumacher's just like, no, we got to do another fucking reveal shot, yeah. boys. And then we're supposed, like, every time when he turns, he's like, we're supposed to be surprised or shocked again. Like, oh my God, I forgot yeah. that he's horribly scarred uh, yeah. with shitty, I think it's Ray Harryhausen yes. that they actually had to do the fucking uh, makeup effects for this, which not his best work by far. No. Yeah, definitely poorly utilized let's yeah. say to be generous and we're supposed to be surprised and shocked again like oh my god they'd only showed us this 10 minutes ago and i totally forgot about yeah. that yeah i don't uh <laughs> i the whole tommy lee jones thing i'm like this this is such wasted potential because i'm like put that actor the guy who was in the fugitive in a chris nolan batman movie and i'm like this is probably really fucking good you know what i mean but like in the joel schumacher version it's just like no nuance complete insanity from beginning to end and it's kind of sad and then, so who else have yeah. we not talked about? Oh, Jim Carrey. <sighs> <sighs> Again, it's they basically hired him off of Ace Ventura yeah. and said, "Here, just do the exact same character, but he's he's the Riddler yes. now." And yeah, he, and again, he doesn't like once they he leans in, he doesn't modulate from eleven either. Like it's just like <laughs> no. it's just like intense pelvic thrust, Jim Carrey insanity. Like I will give him credit for one and- thing. <laughs> That motherfucker learned how to work with a cane like a boss for this oh, movie. Yeah. So yeah, like, well, that's the thing. They all commit there's some commitment bits to in this movie where it's like, that looks pretty good. Yeah. Like when he walks in as the Riddler, I'm like, oh, that outfit looks good. Like we just got the bowler hat on and stuff. And then he gets gets the yeah. cane up under yeah, his Yeah, I'm like, that looks yeah. all right. That's cool. There's there's some great flair moments in this movie. It's just punctuated by fucking hot garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Like it's all. Or I mean, those oh. punctuate like a sea of hot garbage is more like yeah. a kind of thing. It's an, like an agonizing sit as a fan of this of Batman and stuff like that. Like the the other movies, like I had a tough time sitting through Batman and Batman Returns again. But at least like they take it kind of seriously. You know what I mean? Like this this is all a joke yeah. from like the fucking drop of the hat. You know what I mean? Like the needle goes down and you're just like hot laugh track. Here we go. And it's just it's kind of you know. So you know what? Let's just like unleash the hounds at this point. Like fucking gloves off. I don't have anything else good to say about this movie. I don't think. Really. I mean, the only other good thing I have to say is that there's again there's great moments. Like there's awesome fucking Batman moments in here. Like Batman fucking like swooping down from a rooftop. Every time. Like that. That's what I love about these movies is like the Batman breaking through the the skylight bit that they do in every single movie right because they've done yeah. it we, this is their third time they've done this right they do the original in the museum in the first one and then they it, during the dance in the second is it the dance he does it in the second one no um, i don't remember he does a skylight crash in the fucking second oh, one yeah. too and then again another skylight crash in this and i'm sure there's probably three of them in the next one so like because that movie's just fucking com- that's gonna be fun because that's like that's insanity you know what I mean? that's a cartoon that's live action ish so anyway <sighs> And well, and, the, and like like you said, there are amazing amazing villain moments too. Like the Jim Carrey is not a great Riddler, but I have a lot of fondness for that. Like riddle me this, riddle yeah. me that. Who's afraid of the big bad bat? Like that's a fucking amazing delivery. Yeah. And then it just devolves into yeah. Garbage. Everything he does is like seconds. Yeah, afterwards. is Ace Venture a cartoon nonsense after that? Basically, yeah. so. I know, but they used that for like that was the trailer moment and the opening of the YouTube music oh, yeah. video, and like they used that bit because it was the best bit in the whole movie that wasn't Batman jumping off of a fucking building. Like that was that was it, you know? What I mean? <laughs> like, oh, we have three sh- good shots of Batman jumping off of buildings or through skylights, and we have Jim Carrey saying this one good thing that makes it look kind of creepy, and like this could be a real movie, yeah. and then it just is not <laughs> kind of thing because like like we talked about like the the plot is mind control like. 
that's even goofier than the plot of the 66 movie you know what i mean (laughs) like it makes the plans of the at least it makes i say i guess at least they have a plan because i don't really remember what the plan was supposed to be for the penguin and catwoman aside from just like embarrass batman (laughs) for being mean to catwoman at the beginning supposed to be penguin takes over the city and gets revenge and that one then remembers all the uh genital mutilation yeah Uh, yeah that's right it's mostly about blowing up the little baby dicks that's that's what that movie's about (laughs) fair all right now that i'm back (laughs) don't don't you remember that as the tagline on the poster blowing up baby dicks batman Batman has to stop the penguin from (laughs) exploding baby penises Best tagline for a Batman. It is movie baffling ever. that it took till 2005 for them to get somebody to just read a comic book and make a fucking movie out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and even that, we're gonna have like, there's gonna be little things that we'll bitch about, I'm sure. But I, I, oh, oh, this movie, fuck my life. You know, just so like, yeah. <laughs> what else is there to bitch about? We bitched about everything already. Like, this is, I mean. Uh, fucking let's let's just i need to go off on robin oh, okay absolutely especially, all, all 48 years of him like <laughs> he's a gross fucking man fucking it's so it's just like hey he was he was pretty badass when he kung fu'd his wet laundry oh, and does that, is that supposed to indicate to batman that this guy could kick it? like does that tell you that this guy could not even batman Alfred's well you know it's Alfred, Alfred's, Alfred's Batman's it. eyes and ears, right? You know what he means? Yeah, I guess so. Like, but does that tell you if you're Bruce Wayne, like badass Batman who's gone to like Tibet to train with monks and like <laughs> fucking investigated shit with like like a rediscovered Sherlock Holmes or whatever? You're like, you're that guy, and like this kid comes in and like kind of kung fu flips around his washing, and you're like, that's my partner. That's the guy I need. Yeah, like this, this, he's, he's proven himself. Proved, to me exactly. <laughs> he's proved his worth to me now by doing that awesome drain of his hoodie if he with can, his foot. It sucks. <laughs> it's like cum drenched socks. <laughs> squeezes it all out onto Alfred's like nice clean floors. <laughs> and then Alfred's like, man, if he can do that to a pair of jeans, imagine what he can do to Two Faces. <laughs> Oh fuck! Like th- those Levi's didn't see. That oh, I know, coming. right? Like I just, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Like, but even that, in like the tumbling thing, like where he breaks into the the Batcave, Alfred's the yeah. worst security. Like this Alfred needs what? to get fired because he's the worst Alfred. He lets everybody <laughs> into the Batcave. Like just yeah. walks them. Like in the next one, it's super egregious. He just lets his niece in. But like we'll we'll get to that when we get there. Like. This one, like Chris O'Donnell does like a ridiculous pratfall bit. And it's one of those like, he's got yeah. this much time to get down all the way down there. We're just sort of like, why don't you just jump, you fucking idiot? It can't be that fucking high. <laughs> Instead, he has to fucking parkour yeah. his idiot. Yeah, he, he does like shitty fucking free running or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, idiot yeah. parkour. And then like tumbles down. And of course, Alfred's got to be sitting there looking like, what? What's going on? <laughs> What? I'm in trouble. Oh, no, and then he steals the car. Like, <laughs> is that the first thing you do when you break into the Batcave? Is steal the car? How did he steal the car? How did that not have biometric shit to like well, stop him from stealing the car? How did the back computer not have a fucking kill switch in it that Alfred would just be like, oh shit, that dumb kid, I gotta stop this nonsense. 
this is some terrible composite version of Dick Grayson and Jason Todd, right? He's got all the rebellious parts of Jason Todd and like the tragic, quote unquote, tragic backstory of Dick Grayson. And it just doesn't work together. No, because you like you want to like Dick Grayson, generally speaking. And like <laughs> you hate J- that's why they killed Jason Todd, because like everybody hated him. Yes. <laughs> and then if you had any fucking doubts that this was not a total fucking ripoff of Batman 66, they fucking just forced in that like holy rusted metal oh, yeah. Batman I, gag. Uh... They just just fucking wedge that right in there and like that square peg right into that round yeah, hole. Yeah, no and, lube. Just kicked. Just kicked, just, just oh kicked God, in. It's so just bad. kicked in. Just so also, bad. I would like to talk for a moment about like some of the industrial design of Batman's stuff, like that new car with the exposed engines and stuff. <laughs> and then the and the fins uh, that look like they'd fucking like oh, snap. Like, yeah, they're, stiff they're fiberglass at best. You know what I mean? <laughs> everything about this batman wobbles a little bit you know what i mean like the car wobbles a little bit with the fins the helmet wobbles when he's running like every good cool yeah. shot of batman running towards the camera in this movie is is ruined, ruined by the fact that like they go to slow-mo and you can just see like dunk, 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 of the, <laughs> the cowl bobbing back and forth on the wearer's head because that's clearly not like val kilmer most of the time it's clearly a stunt double but yeah yeah that's, well, that's the thing. This whole fucking movie is like style over substance, form over function kind of thing. And the style is unfortunately like disorienting carnival fun. Yeah, house. I, I don't <laughs> understand why everything's got neon lights on it. Like, it's just oh, like shit. the Batmobile. The Batmobile has neon lights. Like, he even has like the neon. Yeah, blue. neon blue. Like, he's got the Batplane. He lights yeah. the Batplane up and it lights up with LEDs, too. It looks like a fucking gamer rig or something like that. Like, this, I guess the Batmobile yeah. comes in RGB like fucking pc master race batman's pc master race he's got a led up his fucking gear you know what i mean it's crazy <laughs> yeah and it's, that, that palette just does not work like it's i don't know why schumacher thought like let's do a cyberpunk version of gotham especially coming off of the back of like the one thing that worked the best in those burton movies was the gothic yeah. production yeah, design, absolutely. right was like that that dirty gritty like dark you know, grays and browns and blacks and whites kind of Gotham yeah. City. Well, it's almost like the, the the whole point of that aesthetic was there's almost no white in it. Everything's beige or cream or darker. Like you never get a pure white in the yeah. original Batman movies. The this one, there's tons of pure white because they're basically shining hot bright lights at the fucking camera constantly. Oh, like know. it's insane. All right. So what else did I I, I can't like I mean, we've been ripping what? on this for, it feels like forever, but like. <laughs> the thing is this, I mean, we're, while we're talking about this version of Gotham in particular, it looks more like Metropolis to me than it does Gotham, especially with that like panning CGI shot uh, with like all the bronze art deco architecture. I was like, no, this is not fucking Gotham in any way. No, it does look more like uh, Jim Lee's Metropolis for sure at that point. And yeah. also like, I actually thought yeah. the fly through was better in Mask of the Phantasm when they did it. You know oh yeah, I mean? like that looks more like Gotham to me, and also that score is yeah. way better. So I'd rather listen to that than yeah. this. Uh, let's see. Can we talk about Bruce just yelling "I'm oh. Batman" at the top of I his mean, lungs in the circus? That's definitely something that Batman. Well, it's would just do. like the, not- a lot of this stuff is super stupid, though. Like they're 
they immediately assume that because Bruce Wayne has Batman or like bats in his brain that he's Batman, right? They're just like, oh, he thinks about bats a lot. Like he must be Batman. I'm like, this isn't Gotham City. <laughs> like a city where like the front page of the newspaper every day is like Batman foils something or Batman does this. Yeah. So like everybody in Gotham City is a fucking cess with bats. Of course they are. All scared. Yeah. Batman. So like, yeah, everybody's going to be thinking about Batman. <laughs> like, ugh, dumb. The logic is dumb. Anyway, can we just, so do you what want else? to talk about like the the grinding halt this movie comes to every time Chase Meridian is on camera? Like really, really just terrible. She's I mean, the thing is, and it's not just her, but like all of the characters, this movie's fucking two hours long, and then they couldn't do a time they couldn't do any character no. development with any character. No. Like Chase like her or the villains or fucking Bruce. Or so anybody. this is where like we have to bring up that there is apparently a hundred and forty minute cut of this that like people they're not talking about releasing it now, <sighs> which I'm like, does that mean I have to watch this again? <sighs> but anyway. Um and apparently that involves like so like the red book and stuff that he talks about for fifteen seconds in the entire movie, apparently like Bruce dealing with his trauma was a much bigger plot in the movie and they just made him cut it down to just be like this cartoon nonsense kind of thing like which which is fine because we already got a shitload of that in the burton yes that's true and i mean we're already rehashing like this is basically our first time that we're rehashing like the funeral and stuff his trauma yeah so does the funeral not look like a sade video to you though like with the blue flames and stuff (laughs) i was like oh i'm glad i'm in a music video from 1983 so that's (laughs) amazing Looks like a Madonna video or something. I think that's the Kevin Smith joke. I think that's what he says in his commentary about this movie. He's like, oh, fuck. We're in the middle of a Madonna video. Like, it's like a a prayer or some shit. I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) Makes sense. Because it does look like a fucking music video. Did he do music videos? I don't think he ever did. I think he went straight to, like, no, uh, Schumacher. Schumacher. I think he went straight from, like, The Wiz to, like, directing movies and stuff or something like that. When you can fucking tell totally that this that a costume designer directed these movies because like two-face and riddler both have like three to four four costumes that are just designed to hell and back like not not necessarily in a no good way, that last but... white sequined outfit that jim carrey has on is so <laughs> makes me so uncomfortable just offensive. like it's just unpleasant it's just brutal it's unpleasant to look at his wacky elastic body in that much spandex <laughs> you know what i mean like i spindly ass, and like, like i don't need yeah. to see what his bulge looks like at all or anything like i don't need I, none of the information that i have in my head because of this movie i need because like i know what chris o'donnell's package looks like because when he's in that little robin outfit they really linger on some shots and i'm like all right you know what i didn't that's information i did not need in my brain what what did, so you weren't a fan of the the bat butt flex close i mean up fine thing? show off val kilmer's <laughs> wonderful ass i guess i mean it was just so, so it's like nose a little bit right so, in your yeah. yeah exactly you're like wow well i mean like remember wow. the opening credits of the next movie are like both of them all in on that you know what i mean and it's like it's yeah. it's a lot so like that's that's a good you got three weeks for that one you know what i mean have fun with that you get the before we get to anything good again <laughs> uh awesome i just i just i don't understand why they still let akiva goldsman write anything after having had his name yeah i guess who's the trekkie who is also agreeing with you very hard right now oh, fuck yeah me. he wrote both these movies just... actually he wrote uh forever and batman and robin uh the fact that like he still gets work at all after having been involved with these things let alone won an academy award for something is just baffling to me so i mean the thing is i think this movie made more than it did batman it did returns better than returns did. Yeah. and and the <sighs> 
And I mean, you gave Batman Return shit for, you know, this movie had a fucking yes. Happy Meal. This this movie, if anything, earned its right to Happy Meal toys much more than the Burton movies. And that's exactly what they wanted Absolutely. to do, right? That's why this this version of Batman exists. It was because they were like, we want something that is marketable and merchandisable as yeah. fuck. It, it's much more family friendly for better for worse than the Burton yep. movies. You know, that's exactly what you want from a Batman movie, right? Something family friendly. <sighs> Not me, but I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris. I also would. I would also say Chris Nolan kind of disagrees with you in a couple of years. You know no, what I, I mean? No, oh, I, I. I was being yeah. very facetious, <laughs> but I remember there being just so many fucking toys and merchandise tie-ins and like fucking Happy Meal toys and like special bags of now, potato chips and I'm shit curious, like that. Was this Batman actually a McDonald's for... movie? Because like I feel like after Batman Returns, they would have been like, no, we're not getting involved with this. I feel like this one <laughs> went to Burger King or something like that. Like, <laughs> or like KFC. yeah, Taco Bell. Maybe Batman it was. Ta- I think it was. Ta- you know what? I think it was Taco Bell, actually. Uh, let's see. I don't know. It's Batman Forever fast food. Oh, no, it was McDonald's. All right. Fair enough. McDonald's, okay, yeah. Fair. There you go. Vintage Batman Forever Bat- McDonald's commercial. They must, they must have gave them yeah. a second chance after. Because <laughs> none of that stuff happened for the first Batman movie. Like, they didn't have, like, a McDonald's tie-in for that. That was Batman Returns when all that, like, the real crazy kind of set in. And, like, they yeah. were tying in fast food shit. And there's legit articles saying, like, why Batman Returns, like, killed Tim Burton's Batman movies cause, because of the fucking... Merchandising? merchandising because they couldn't merchandise it because they're like holy shit this is not a movie i don't even remember action figures from that movie i'm sure there were action figures for that movie but like i had a ton of batman 89 action figures and i didn't have remember anything from returns Returns. although like there i was that's the difference between an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old i think or something like that those two movies at that point so but i don't know i like i remember going to see this movie in theaters and this just being like I was unhappy when I left the movies, but like not, not to the point where like, we're going to talk about it when we do Batman and Robin. Cause like, I was like irate angry when I walked out of that movie. Cause like, I, Oh God, they ruined Mr. Freeze. I was just so upset with them at that point. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So (laughs) this movie is just like, this movie was a nightmare. Like from beginning to end for me, I was like, Oh man, they started, they, they opened on a joke and like, I've already had to look at his crotch and, the Dutch tilt start five seconds into the movie and like he immediately has no, absolutely no chemistry with the person he's going to spend like the most amount of screen time with in chase Meridian. So that's like, it's painful throughout the whole movie. Like that's the, like everything, almost every character interaction when people are out of the masks and stuff is so boring to watch. And then as soon as they put the masks on, it's so cartoonishly ridiculous that it's like I can't take any of this seriously, and it's just arch, like cartoon nineteen sixty six Batman insanity. Yeah, and those and those campy costumes and bad acting and fucking vats of acid and comical villains just were played the fuck out by nineteen ninety five, especially after we just had two like pretty fucking dark. Batman yeah, movies. and like this, like it's hilarious to think like this is what they wanted to do with Batman when like we're we're like two or three years away from Blade. You know what I mean? Like, which is yeah. an R-rated hard as fuck comic book movie that made millions and millions of dollars because it was an R-rated hard as fuck comic book movie. So, like, and here's the thing with this: I feel like it could have made a good 
Batman 66 animated yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. You could totally turn both like, these movies probably into pretty decent, like, 66 takeoff kind of animated yeah. movies. But, like... Or maybe even, like, this This almost works with the Batman animated series tone. Like, maybe not the, the, neon, the neon color palette. But the story itself, I think, could potentially work in that Batman animated series world. Like, you'd need, you need a kind of different... Yeah, tone, but they'd probably but go with, like, a more... I don't actually know. Yeah, I guess they could. They probably did do some of that kind of stuff in there. I haven't seen it in a while. So like the Riddler did a lot of like cyber crime stuff in that. Yeah, the villains were pretty fucking yeah. arch in Batman. The well, I mean, like Mark Hamill's Joker, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> a little, we did talk yeah. about like that's not a subtle performance by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, so exactly. like, but I mean, he doesn't have to be. But like, yeah. yeah, no, I think yeah, you're probably right. It would probably work a little bit better. I think this would definitely work as like a Brave and the Bold or a Batman '66 episode or like one of those. Yeah. like reboot Batman like that the animated movie where they had Shatner play Two-Face and like right before Adam West passed away remember that mm-hmm. like they did that whole thing that was fun like that that's what they should have done with this kind of thing yeah. so I don't know let's let's rate and review this monster and get the fuck out of here unless you have anything well, else you want to you want to bring up only other thing and this is going back to Jim Carrey's Riddler is that it's very much another example of sort of the evil gay because like they don't come right out and say it but like he's pretty flamboyant mm. in this fucking movie like it's just which is just a really played out trope it may, might not have been at this point but oh, i mean it sure i'm sure it was to gay people but it wasn't something necessarily that anybody would have really pointed out at that yeah. time but looking back at it like this is very much like the oh he's you know flamboyant and 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 kind of eccentric and everything so must be evil. yeah which is interesting coming from a gay man who directed this movie you know what i mean like since it was joe schumacher yeah. who directed uh, maybe some projection yeah or whatever, possibly or, or or studio pressure or whatever yeah. you know it's possible but, all right let's uh let's wrap this this mess up because i don't know we've been talking about it long enough and i don't have anything else to say aside from just like this movie's terrible why is robin 52 years old in it like i just don't <laughs> it's just it's not good i mean with the Bur- burton movies you could at least say the production design yeah. is great which carries them to a large extent for me but i can't even say that here like it's bad script bad production design like fucking rock work that looks like it came out of the 60s Star oh Trek yeah paper mache, absolutely there was paper mache everywhere yeah. in this movie it was terrible and it's not even bad enough that you can enjoy it in a so bad it's good kind yeah. of way, which I feel yeah. like there are some moments in Batman and Robin where I'm going to be like, okay, that's terrible, but it's yeah. hilarious. Batman terrible. and Robin is much more of like a get high with your buddies and like watch this and fucking bust on it kind of movie. Whereas this is just kind yeah. of like not it's in between that space where it's like it's just kind of bad at the end of the day. So, I mean, I don't know for me, if we're going to rate this thing. It's like a five out of ten movie for Holy me. Like it has shit, some good really? moments. Five out of ten. That's the most generous number I've heard today. <laughs> it has good moments, but it just fluctuates so widely in quality. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And and like I said, you know, there's shit like the score and stuff like that that carry it carry it here and there. But yeah, just not. see, I'm gonna I'm gonna just duck right underneath him and say a four out of ten because I want to have a lot lower to go for Batman and Robin. You know what I mean? That's the other yeah. thing that I was think, keeping in mind when I was doing this too. Was like, Jesus, what if I, I need to modulate some, a little bit? Yeah, I need to leave some basement yeah. for Batman. And that was, I was like, I can't go to like two because like zero is not low enough. You know what I mean? At that point, like <laughs> that movie's a vastly inferior movie to this one, and this is a terrible, mm. terrible. <laughs> um, I yeah, so I basically 
I don't know what I was trying to say. I basically agree with everything you said. And would just like to add that I don't know why you cast a Robin who is in his mid fifties and try and make that work. Like he shouldn't. I don't know why they let a costume designer make a two-hour Batman movie. Fuck I don't thing. know why anybody who has never read a Batman comic in their entire life is allowed to make a Batman movie, but it happens fucking constantly. So there you go. Anyway, that's Batman Forever. We had fun watching it. Actually, no, we didn't. We had fun <laughs> ripping on it because that was basically why I wanted to do this episode. But anyway, <laughs> so well, what's the rest of my stuff here? Oh, you know what time? It's time for Geek Cred. So we get to do Geek Cred now. Tim, do geek cred. What do you want to recommend? My geek cred for this week, I don't think this is something that I've already geek cred, but uh, it was something that our one of our listeners recommended to me. Because when we back when we did our uh, nerdy media episode, one of the things we lamented was that there wasn't really like a good comic centric news media outlet anymore that like only kind of focused on comics and not like tie-ins and adaptations and movies and TV and shit like that. And I think it was Matthew Fab recommended Comic Speed to me, and uh, I've been following them on Facebook now. For- couple months or whatever since we recorded that and yeah it's it's more or less kind of what i was looking for you know it is very much comic centric it focuses on like creators and like changes in you know creative teams and has some like good interviews and stuff like that and also covers some of the issues especially some of the recent issues that have been going through the comic book industry and shit like that in a pretty good way so uh, if you're looking for you know a comic centric news that's not like comicbook.com or something like that where like 80% of the content is about like CW TV shows and Marvel movies and shit like that it is a a good option. Nice, cool I'm just going to recommend that everybody go find the spoof reunion for the X-Men with Ryan Reynolds and watch that (laughs) because I know Tim hasn't seen it and I'm disappointed now. I need to but yeah, you need to. go watch that. I had a good Been laugh. I got a good laugh out of it when I sat finally sat down and watched it though. So uh, go in and enjoy that. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening and continuing to listen while the world is on fire and your hosts become a little bit more crazy and frazzled as the weeks go on and on. Um, this has been episode 207 <laughs> of... Di- no, wait. Why did I mistype that? I'm terrible at this. This has been episode 206 of Dance Robot Dance. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You can do that from any podcatching app you would like to do that from via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. If you have any thoughts about, you know, Batman Forever or why batman forever i guess um you can hit us up on facebook at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast on twitter at drd underscore podcast or you can email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com so i've been here with tim bye folks i'm mark you can buy my art at blackraingallery.com or follow me on instagram at mt underscore bullet and if you want to bitch at me do that because <laughs> i can just ignore you very easily so We'll talk to you next week. And uh, next time you're casting a Robin, don't make him 62 years old. <laughs> we all wear masks. That That is that is appropriate. He should actually right. wear a mask because <laughs> Everybody he's should. 900 years old in this movie for no reason. <laughs> yes, he's very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Anyway.